According to the internet, an average person can spend one third of their lifetime at work, which is why being fulfilled and being associated to your work is really important. It's not a three months sprint that you can finish and get over with. It is a lifelong journey. Ideally, your work should reflect your personality, it should define you and you should be able to be yourself at your workplace. Today, there are many opportunities, various offbeat careers which did not exist a decade ago or jobs where you can have the freedom to be who you are. What it takes to find such a fit is exploring your options and exploring them early on, doing your homework. Let's listen to the story of a gentleman who hails from Thailand, moved to Paris and around the world to explore what life has to offer him. Hello people, welcome to People's Stories. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm your host Priyanka Oja and I hope you enjoy the session. Hey guys, welcome, welcome again. Thank you so much for staying tuned in. Before we jump into the episode, if in case you guys are interested to know about more career opportunities, about what people exactly do or just behind the scenes of people's stories, feel free to follow us on Instagram or just send me a connect invite on LinkedIn. Hey everyone, welcome, welcome to another episode of people's stories. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today we have Earth. Charya Vatanarat in the studio with us. I'm extremely humbled and pleased to have you here, Earth. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Priyanka. It's a pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure is all mine. So before we dive into anything, anything else, I want to understand the history behind your name. First of all, it's a very, very difficult name coming from me myself uh, when I'm used to names like these. How do people in France or in your offices manage with it? Great question, because most people don't even try to pronounce it at all. (laughs) Okay, and uh, what's the history behind Earth? Um, So Earth is a given nickname um, by by my mother. Uh, Everyone in Thailand is given a nickname at birth. And we usually use our nickname for, you know, colleagues, family and friends in informal situation. Um, The same way in the Western culture would use their first name. Um, and we only go by our official first name, similar to in the Western culture, where they would go by their last name, like Miss or Mr. Okay, name. okay. So would you have another name your family would call you by? Uh, they, they would call me Earth. But if I go to um, an official um, office, like governmental office or the hospital in Thailand, they would call me Wariton, um, which is my official first name ah okay <laughs> okay <Yeah. laughs> okay um so i want to give a small introduction about earth before he can give his own introduction so earth has been working as a senior engagement manager at mckinsey in paris right now before this he has worked with google and he's also a career coach which is i think a passion project that earth has so um Earth, now the stage is all yours. So what do you want to tell about yourself? Uh, yes, like like as Priyanka said, I'm, I've been with McKinsey for four years now. Currently, 
um, based in Paris, and I, I do uh, work across different industries. Um, right now, focusing a lot of my work at the intersection of digital topics and marketing and sales. So really help companies think about how they transform and, and how they take their marketing and sales and their commercial topics to the next level. And maybe taking a few steps back, you know, like, like, like you mentioned, I'm also very passionate about being a career coach or doing side project. And, and my experience at Google, uh, actually a lot of students reach out to me um, for my alma mater or via LinkedIn asking, you know, why did you switch between tech and consulting? Which one should they start? Um, so maybe I, I can share a little bit about, you know, how I made my decision and also um, perhaps some um, food for thought for, for, for younger folks out there who are considering these paths. Mm -hmm. That sounds like a very interesting journey, Earth. And I, I definitely want to dive a little more deeper into understanding the whole professional side of um, of your, let's say, studies, your higher education, or mm -hmm. what you are doing exactly in your in your work right now, or what was a previous experience as well. But before before getting into all of those questions, I also want to know a little more about you. So, what do you do apart from work? Yeah, so I I, I love spending time outdoors and spending time with friends. So, any kind of outdoor activities like. Uh, hiking, surfing, um, and, you know, I enjoy cooking a lot as well, learning uh, different cuisines and learning different languages and cultures. So I've actually, um, you know, spent some time in Italy, learning Italian, also in Spain, Spanish, and now in, in <laughs> France. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I did see that you have learned a lot of languages. Um, I think you specialize in like five languages right now, right? Wouldn't say specialized, but yeah, these are the languages I can speak a little bit. I definitely want to understand what's your, how do you do it? So I am learning German right now and learning a language is like very, very difficult for me. It's, I'm, I'm just struggling with it. So do you have any advice on how to learn languages better? Because you're super quick with it, I think. No, it's 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 always a challenge, right? And I think the the hardest for me was probably learning English because my 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 first and native language is Thai, right? and I think we we learn English in school for a long time, but it was very difficult to to speak. And I think eventually, you know, what really helped me was actually watching movies and TV series. Um, yeah, so back in the days, I was watching a lot, like series like Friends or Heroes you know, to, to, to watch them with my headphones and, and reading subtitles um, initially in, in Thai and, you know, eventually switching to English. And, and that's how I'm trying to do the same with French now, uh, you know, that I, all, all the French movies and series on Netflix, I, I try them on. Right now, I still do um, English subtitles, but I think, you know, eventually. the more accustomed I am, yeah, I will switch to French. What's your thinking language? Uh, currently English. Oh, but, okay. Yeah, even though it's my second language, but but that's a very interesting question because my, I mean, I, I think and I reason and everything in English, except for numbers. Uh, when when I get to numbers, like like 
you know, recounting my phone numbers, PIN code, or, you know, splitting the bills, it goes back to Thai automatically. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that is interesting. So, I mean, uh, uh, for me, for I, I'm also trying to learn the language, but somehow... I think what is most important when you are really you, when you really want to learn a language is um, talking. It's important that you start talking in that language. Uh, otherwise, it will all be theory, and <laughs> you you will not have a practical experience with it. Okay, perfect. Sounds good. Um, so I am looking at uh, at your responses to my to my so to my questionnaire, and um, this is something that's really interesting to me. Where, where you said that in your professional career, so the question was, how did you land to this uh, professional career? And you have said that you really thought it through, and you ha- you were guided by mentors, teachers, and colleagues. Um, I want you to throw a little more light on this. So. Let's start from your, let's say, educational background. So how, what did you study? How did you move out of Thailand? How did you land at different places? And, you know, the whole journey around it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So back when I was uh, 15, and that's when I first left Thailand as an exchange student. I was with the AFS, uh, Intercultural Programs. I spent one year as an exchange student in Houston, Texas. That was my... You know, first time being away from my family, first time being abroad and on my own. It was really a scary experience at the time, but it was also a very profound experience that helped me grow up a lot. You know, I was really pushed outside of my comfort zone, but I was welcomed by, you know, a, a lovely, loving American host family. I made a lot of friends who were both Americans and also other exchange students. And I think that the experience really opened up my eyes to, you know, the opportunities that are available out there and uh, the freedom to to choose and, 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 and you know, prioritize different things. Um, and, and specifically, you know, high school system in the U.S. versus in Thailand, where in, in Thailand you have to pick a specific track right away, whether you want to go in the science path, part, path or you know, the arts or languages, whereas at the time, you know, I think many of us or students may still, you know, still want to test the water to test different things. So I was attracted to that um, freedom. And, you know, I, I love the experience and I feel that I grew a lot. So after the exchange here in Texas, I, um, you know, I returned to Thailand and then, you know, started to look for other opportunities to go abroad again. And, you know, I, I was fortunate to, to find and was given a scholarship to study at the United World College in Italy. So United World College, for, for those who have not heard, it's um, a group of boarding schools around the world that was founded after uh, the Cold War to uh, foster peace and international understanding. So it's really, you know, my, my school had around 200 students for the last two years of high school, but we we all um, came from around 80 different countries around the world, and 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 that again was really an experience where, you know, I, I, I you know, I, it was just amazing day to day that you know we we can be in a classroom discussing um, history or you know economics or social situations that are going on around the world, and we actually have classmates from those places that. Um, you know, can 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 share light on unreal experience, 
or you know when there was an earthquake in in, in Japan or you know or, or an event somewhere it's it's not just a news that we see on TV but actually you know one one of your friends or colleagues uh, you know or family are actually experiencing that so I think it was where I was really you know felt like the the world is actually more connected and and closer than than I had thought it, it would be and it, that's also where I you know felt the the responsibility to 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 pay it forward somehow because at, at that point I was I felt extremely fortunate already that I was given these opportunities to explore the world and, and to study abroad and and you know that's kind of where um I at first have stem the 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 intention to to work in something that help other people. Right? So when I went to university uh, I, I studied economics and geography. Geography focuses on international development because, you know, I, I, I thought I wanted to go into international development and, and, and work in this area. So for me personally, I, you know, back in university, I knew that I wanted to go into a career that would create a, a social impact and that would help other people. And I was exploring within the international development space. That's where I did all of my internships. I did my um, thesis in university all within development finance. And I thought I have found an area that I would focus on for the rest of my life. Um, but then I, would, I was advised by someone who was actually working in, in that field that it might be better for me to also consider private sector experience early on in my career because in private because it would one, it would be harder to uh, make a transition the other way around, uh, you know, from from public or social sector to private sector, and then two, there are a lot of skill sets and learning that that we we can um, get from private sector. And so at the time, um, you know, technology was becoming very important. That's how a lot of social programs scale their impact, um, and Google was. Um, you know, at the time was a big hype around being one of the best places to work for. And it was, it was all very exciting. And I was fortunate to receive an offer from Google Singapore at the time. I, so, you know, that, that's why I decided to join Google. Uh, I, I was also, um, had been at the time studied abroad for around 10 years. So I wanted to be closer to home. So Singapore was a perfect location to to start my career and, and I love my time at Google uh, learn a lot uh, met lifelong friends that I'm still in touch with and, and many mentors and and coaches as well and you know from from after three years at Google I I was ready for the next challenge and was really looking to get myself um, acquainted with different situations industries functions and, and varieties who really learn a lot in a short amount of time and that's why I decided to pursue consulting. Yeah. Okay, and uh, so you also have mentioned that um, something where where you did not meet your own expectations. You said that you were treating your career as a sprint rather than mm. a marathon. Uh, what do you mean by that? Like, what what did you mm. discover? <laughs> yes, yes. So I think you know during my first um, job, full time job, my my first career, I was you know, young graduate out of university, full of energy, full of motivation to really do well. And, you know, during my first um, job, I, I think 
I, I might have been a bit impatient in how I approached the job, right? Because now I realize that a career is not something short-term. It's not like in, in university where you may just have to push through, um, you know, two to three months of courses to and, and then to pass the test and then you start over the next one, right? A career is really a 30-year journey. But during my first year, I may have been a bit too impatient and, you know, trying to prove myself quickly, trying to show, um, to, you know, doing well in my work, um, trying to get recognition or a promotion or, or different mobility too early on, not thinking about the different, the, the, the long-term view, and also not thinking about like the immediate term of, you know, what I get to do or whether I get a promotion or not, but really, you know, what, um, what am I contributing to to the company or the people around me, to the society, and also to what kind of skill sets um, that I was learning and I was picking up, right? Because um, moving forward or progressing does not mean that I move to uh, a different role or getting a promotion. It it also means that I grow as a person or I develop skill sets that I did not have um, previously. So, so you know, I, I think it was kind of a, an early ch challenge in the career. I think, you know, that I think other young graduates may also experience, you know, coming with a lot of motivation and hope and dreams and wanted to do a lot of things. But I think it's really about uh, finding the right balance. Uh, and I think, you know, being of um, service to yourself, but also um, to your boss, to your team and people around you. So, so I think that, that was a big lesson for me early on. And actually, you know, this is also when I discovered coaching. Uh, you know, you mentioned uh, coaching. So within Google, there is an excellent internal program called Career Guru, which gives us access to, you know, career coaches who are uh, mid or senior executives within the company that don't work directly with you, but volunteer their time to coach you, right? Because I, you know, I had all of these um, excess energy or, uh, you know, or like doubts about what I had to do. So I, I, I started to, um, you know, try out uh, some sessions with uh, career coaches within Google. And, and I, they helped me so much and getting clarity or giving me a peace of mind or sometimes boosting my energy or positive energy from where I was. Um, because, you know, I think I, I was trying to navigate the, the professional life. Yeah. And I think that's when I realized how powerful it is um, to have a, a, a coach um, to, to help you. I understand that coaches come in so many different forms right? from, you know, like someone like a peer or a executive coach, uh, a career coach around how you manage um, conflicts, how you manage your energy how to get into a certain job, how to prepare for interview, CV. So, so like so, so many different forms, but I think all of us could, could benefit from one. And I think, you know, from being a, a heavy user myself, um, you know, I realized that, you know, this is so beneficial and can help other people so much. And at the same time, as I started to advance in my career, I started receiving messages on LinkedIn or from you know, students from my universities or high school reaching out for general advice 
um, or you know about different things. And I think that's when I started to also uh, become a coach myself. And that's you know when I realized that you know this is one of the the passions of mine to to really be able to to help other people. Mm-hmm. So basically, just to sum everything up, basically, we did you did your mas your bachelor's in geography and economics from the U.S. and then you landed into Google um, in a sales strategy position, and there you got into knowing a little more about various careers, uh, exploring what you really want out of it through your career coach. um thing at google and then you switched to consulting because this was something that sort of excited you more um yes mm-hmm. okay and so i see that right now you're working as a senior engagement manager and as you already mentioned in the beginning it is to do with uh, some digital content some marketing and so on so what do you exactly do right now at at mckinsey we help clients on a variety of topics based on what their needs are so we cover everything from strategy operations supply chain digital merger and acquisition you know so so really a a, a wide range and as i mentioned i i work um a lot related to commercial and digital topics so example would be you know um helping a company to come up with a strategy to grow their businesses in coming 3 to 5 years or you know thinking about what their e-commerce strategy would be you know that that could be one topic or you know given the covid situations rethinking about how their digital and it teams could better support the rest of their organizations we we work in close knit team for around you know 3 to 6 uh, consultants mm. per team and uh, depending on the topic duration could be as short as uh, a few weeks uh, for strategy topics as long as 3 to 6 months for um some of the more hands-on projects right so um earth i also want to understand so basically because you have um some uh, you have a good professional experience um and you talk to a lot of people around um in today's today's world so to say is specialization more looked forward to or a generalistic role where you have you know like basically your jack of all trades is that kind of role more demanded or again is it like the consulting answer it mm-hmm. it depends <laughs> <laughs> oh yes i i i had to give you the consulting answer but 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 i think for me what's most important is you know i i i think there are rooms and there are needs for for all for both types of profile right both generalists and then specialists and i think eventually i believe that it boils down to what or you and i or the individual most motivated by right because i think some people who love to get into the details and nitty gritty or you love a specific topic i think that's great for you to go on uh, the specialist route but some people may get bored easily or like to look at the big picture and um you know like to juggle multiple things at once then maybe the journalist path is better suited right but 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 given that i think you know we we hear about this t-shaped profile which means that you know the the top part of the t is that you have a broad set of general general skills should be like problem solving communication um sales or marketing or whatever it may be 
And at, at the root of the T, you have one area of specialization that you're known for. Maybe, you know, that's like digital marketing, that's like public relations or, um, you know, wh whatever it may be. So that you have a, the deep expertise is your unique value proposition, but you also have a broad set of generalist skills so that you are adaptable and, and transversal to, 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 to different areas. And so I think. Yeah. Sorry, uh, just wanted to ask: so Have you come across any any kind of uh, I don't know toolkit or idea or strategy to find out exactly, you know what what is? So there could be people who sort of like a lot of things. They don't have a special mm -hmm. interest, let's say, or they they have not identified their own particular interest in some topic, or they might not be you know very very focused on some one particular thing then it's all about what opportunities are coming to your uh, to your plate or you know where are you mm -hmm. at that point of time all those things come into picture mm -hmm. but is there some way some method some tool anything that you have identified that can help you sort of figure out mm -hmm. you know what your um shining armor could be mm, yeah so i think for me personally i probably this like two way. So I think one informally was just through um, schools and university that you know I I try out many different things and this is through university clubs and you know activities um, to to test out what what I like um, and 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 what I'm motivated by you know intrinsically um, you know moved to do. So I think after trying out different things, I think that gives you a sense of what, what you enjoy or not. Um, and I think you can do this in university is obvious, but I think even if we, even within a workplace, um, you know, at Google in the beginning, I used to um, schedule a lot of like coffee chats with people from different teams, different functions, or within Google, we have this um, site or passion project called 20% Project where it's it's not really 20%, but it's more a way for you to volunteer your time to help out a different team on, on whatever task or project they, they, they may have at hand. Right? So, so that's a, a great way to test out um, for, for yourself. And then part two, I think there are more like tactical tools that I have gone through as part of the different um, workshops or professional development offsite uh, during my career. So these are things like, you know, StrengthsFinder or MBTI personality test. Uh, I think that there are a few of them that are available online that um, as well that, that a, a friend have shared. So essentially you fill out this test and it may, it, it gives you insight into like StrengthsFinder, for example, what are your top five, top 10 strengths that are intrinsically within you? And how can you capitalize on these strengths to help you and people around you? Right? So the idea is that we should invest the majority of our time um, to capitalize on our strengths rather than to try to, you know, quote unquote, fix a few weaknesses. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Right? And, yeah. and what I have also found out um, through my experience and speaking to a little more people is um, 
you have to sort of look at those things which are very very natural to you some things that come naturally to you you're naturally good at it and people i mean people would have pointed out and said wow you're doing it so so normally and it's so e- it comes so easily to you it could be anything like let's say for example communication that could be your your forte or for example mm. i've seen people who can do very good research on internet you know they can find out stuff like relevant stuff very very quickly so they those are the mm-hmm. people who could get into uh, i think research area because they have that kind of nag you know so you i think you if you look back if you talk to your friends family you know people around you you will be able to identify what your sort of core strength is which come that something that comes naturally to you that's that is something that i think um, should be focused upon Yeah yeah I I I love that <clears throat> about coming naturally to you because I think one of the things I I realized you know after my first few year of 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 work is to listen to your gut feeling you know exactly what you said about what come naturally to you because a lot of time we are cramped by society or expectations telling us that okay you know I should study this topic because um you know this is safe or it's <laughs> the prestigious mm-hmm. or i should work for this company or do this role because you know it's it's like the most sought after but deep down um i i think all of us have this like inner voice or gut feeling that says am i excited you know when when we hear this when you picture yourself doing public speaking or doing research or interacting with customers you know what 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 are you really excited by and, and somehow we knew it um, within our gut yeah. feeling or in our inner voice but you know we tell ourselves otherwise because um uh, but you know this is really what i should do because this is a great company or a great role but if it's not for us then you know i i, I think you know we we should go with what's most natural yeah. like so now tell me what is it that drives you how like how would you define your inner self how, what do you say to yourself when you are sort of uh, facing any challenges or issues or problems how do you motivate yourself mhm yeah so i think uh, a few things for me i think one is gratitude and two is paying it forward um and and, and gratitude i think um you know when is a uh, and and i think there's a lot of you know neuroscience and psychology literature and 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 a lot of people that that talk about it now but i think oftentimes when we face challenges or we are struggling with something our mental energy is really focused on that area that is not going right mm-hmm. right and and we often forget to take a few steps back and and take a look at what we have and there's a, actually a lot of things for us to be grateful for and i think once we shift our mindset um from being in a negative energy or in negative place realizing a lot of things are going well i think that really helps um to 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 shift the mindset and 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 for for me personally to feel better and i know that it's easier to to say than than to actually do it and um you know all of these may may not come will not come overnight right uh, so so take your time also uh, but eventually i i i believe that you know uh, every experience every challenge or struggle 
um, will give us a lesson mm. and, and will make us a, a stronger and a more resilient mm. person. I totally, I mean, I don't think I can agree more to every single thing that you're saying. I just want to add one more thing to this whole, uh, I think, um, set of things that you mentioned. And what I also find um, sometimes which is which is calming me or soothing me down is being patient with yourself, you know, giving yourself time because when you are getting into something which is challenging, when, when there is any kind of problem that you are facing and you want to sort of, you know, figure things out, you have to give yourself that time. You cannot expect things to, as you already mentioned, it will not happen overnight. So you cannot expect things to be fine immediately. So give yourself that time, give yourself that um I mean, the comfort around yourself that, okay, you are putting your efforts into it. You are doing every single thing that you can. And eventually things will fall in place. If if not the way you thought about it, probably something else would happen. But eventually, I think it's all, I think it all happens for something good. This is what I personally believe in. So uh, that could be something as well that could sort of soothe you down if in case you are uh, now earth um so we are coming towards the end of the interview and i want to understand from you two things uh, now so you are from thailand and you've moved to the us right now you are in paris you've also traveled across the world to a lot of other countries what is it that you think is important for people can you sum sum it up and uh, have you seen something that you know Almost everybody is seeking and uh, that is something that everybody should try to focus on to be sort of happy or fulfilled. Mm, wow. That's a big question. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great question. Right? So, so, so I think on a, on, on a deeper level, I, I think eventually everyone is looking for you know, love, acceptance, and community, you know, that, that we want to be uh, connected to people around us. Um, we want to be cared for, and we also want to care for other people. And I think this comes both, um, you know, personally, uh, at home with your loved ones, with your partners, your family, your relatives, um, and also professionally, um, that I, I think, you know, that, uh, that there is a, a form of caring for one another. There is a sense of camaraderie and community because I think, um, you know, that's it's really where people feel a sense of belonging and then where they feel safe and secure and, and where they thrive uh, wherever they are. So, so I think for me, that's where I have seen across and it's universal, right? And, and maybe more on, on a fun thing, I think like food, <laughs> It's a great way to connect people, yeah. <laughs> right? Like universally, uh, wherever we are, wherever we go, I think, you know, when you sit down together in front of a meal or, you know, when you're a strange or a new environment, you know, having the local sharing about their local cuisine and expertise and vice mm. versa is, I think, is, is, a, is a great icebreaker and, and a way to connect with yeah. people. Um, yes, I agree. I I have seen that as well. I mean, in my personal experience too, uh, I've seen that. Uh, but do you have like, yes, <laughs> do you have like a favorite place on earth as of now? Mm, favorite place on earth. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 I mean, I think, it, I mean, 
not to be so cliche, but I think you know if if your people if if you're with the people you enjoy the company that that's that's makes the place special. But to be more specific, I I love nature and I love um, water. So any place that's by the lake, by the sea, by the ocean. Have you been to Germany you know? ever? Yes, yes.、Uh, some parts of Germany. So I've been to、uh, Munich and also the、um, Freiburg. Oh, yeah, Freiburg、mm. area and and the、yeah. south. Freiburg, okay,、yeah. that's nice.、Yeah. Okay,、um, so. So, I mean, a last piece of advice that I would like to take from you is for anybody who wants to get into, let's say, because because your experience is primarily with、uh, a tech, a big tech company and a big consulting firm. Anybody who wants to get into this,、uh, into these two industries, would you have any specific advices for them?、Mm-hmm. Yes. So I think. W- You know, one be be clear on your your motivation and intention. You know why why you think this would be a good fit for you, and and how you would like to grow and and gain from the experience. And to start doing your homework,、uh, there you know by you know、um, doing research online, there are a lot of great content out there. Connect with people from your network, from your school. From your university, LinkedIn,、uh, whatever it may be, to to start to get to know or go to information sessions、uh, at your or your school or university,、um, and then and three is to do,、uh, you know, preparation in terms of you know, the interviews and the application.、Um, so 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 I think these three steps are more tailored to like applying for the jobs、uh, directly. But I think above all is to.、Uh, You know, and like make make the most out of your、um, school, university, or professional experience, because I think at the end of the day,、um, you know, the the bigger path of your thirty year career or or your life journey is more important than getting into company A or company B, whatever it may be, right? So so I think th- think about your own journey overall. And you know, be involved in activities that help you grow as a person and as an individual. That that help you move towards your goal, right? So be involved in, you know, student government or clubs or sports, arts, whatever it may be for you, right? Because and I think once you do things that、um, you're intrinsically motivated by,、um, you you tend to do it well and and better. And and、um, big companies also like this, right? Because it sees that you're involved and that you excel and that、um, you know have leadership in your extracurricular activities, right? But but I don't want you to be too focused on sort of making your profile just to fit a job description or a hiring criteria. But really. Think about uh, uh, your career and、uh, yourself as as a whole person, a whole journey,、uh, and I think that way you become more fulfilled and more interesting, and and therefore a more attractive profile、mm-hmm. for for big companies. Yes,、well. yes,、um, absolutely. I totally agree with 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 this、uh, whole thought process, and I also want to add. I mean, from from what I have seen and in my experience as well. It is very very important to be able to understand what are you going to bring to the table. So, do not just try to let's say do something because everybody else is doing it, 
or do not just try to be in that area because it's it's in demand uh do not just try to do something because you know people everybody around you is sort of telling you that this is going to be has a big scope and all of that i mean all these things are there and they will be there forever but if you are if you are good in something it could be a very small quality you could you could stretch upon it and you can you can have your own personal experience and your personal experience is what you will bring to the table and that is what you will sell to people and that is what people would want so identify what you can do to make things better for the company for the team for your boss for if you're wanting to do something on your own then for the society or you know whatever you want to do eventually your focus should more be on what do you like to do and what is it that you can do nicely without a lot of effort i mean i think then you will you will do excellent in in whatever professional area you choose Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you so much Earth for for giving your time to us. It was um an absolutely brilliant conversation. I I loved talking to you. Thank you so much. Thank you Priyanka. It's been a pleasure and I had a lot of fun as well. <laughs> hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in. If in case you guys are interested to know more about different career opportunities, know about what people exactly do, how do they reach there? or are just interested in behind the scenes of people's stories feel free to follow us on instagram or send me a connect invite on linkedin 